Hi everyone, welcome back to the We Grew Up Now What podcast. Today I am presenting you guys with my first ever podcast interview. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Podbean, feel free to head over to my YouTube channel to be able to see this video interview. As you can see behind me, we have a new setup we're working on. It's a little bland right now, but we are going to slowly add to it and I'm just excited to bring it to life and have you guys build it with me along the way. Today on the podcast, join me in welcoming someone very close to me, Lauren Pig. Lauren is a digital creator on social media and a wonderful stay-at-home mom to two-year-old triplet girls. That's right, there's three of them. She shares with me about her journey through high school and college to her current job and all of the rejection and surprises that happened along the way. Thank you, Lauren, for joining me today, and let's get into it. So thank you for being here with me today. I'm really excited to talk to you, and this is my first interview, so that is very exciting. A very yeah. monumental moment in my podcast. Pick the best one first. <laughs> I was going to say, you are going down in history as my first, <laughs> my first podcast guest. So... Um, Go ahead and tell me your name, where you're from and all that stuff. Just a little bit about you and I'll get into our questions. Okay. So I'm Lauren. I'm Madeline's cousin, <laughs> her older cousin um, from Gastonia, G-Town, G-Vegas. Um, I'm now <laughs> currently a stay-at-home mom of three, almost two-year-olds. Shoot me now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's, that's about it. All right. So before we talk about like what you currently do and everything, um, we're going to start from the very beginning, kind of like when you were in high school. So right. tell me about, um, as a high schooler, what, I guess, specifically as a high school senior, what did you want to pursue as your career after graduation? So, um, I wasn't like super dead set on anything necessarily. I knew that I wanted to help people. Um, but that's kind of all I really knew about myself, I guess, specifically with what I wanted to do. So I was just kind of trying to look around at things that interested me that I was good at, you know, trying to just come up with something. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Ma, as you know, my mom was a preschool teacher and her first class, she had um, a kid with autism. And then the next year she had his little brother, <clears throat> excuse me, that had, um, he's on the spectrum, but he had several other issues as well. And, um, you know, I babysat them for, at the time that I was a senior in high school, I had probably been babysitting them for at least five or six years. So I worked really well with them and I thought, well, maybe that's something I can do. Maybe I can do you know, do psychology and be some sort of child psychologist and work specifically with, with people on the spectrum. So that's just all I had <laughs> and it sounded good and I was good at it. So, <laughs> so it sounded like you did not have a hard time figuring out what you wanted to do. I didn't really have a hard time, but I don't know that I really, I don't really know that that's really truly what I wanted to do. Um, it's just something that, you know, I was passionate about, but not all of our passions have to be careers, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So not that I really had a hard time choosing. It's not like I was like torn between several things. Um, but I didn't really take long to think about it. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is something I'm good at. <laughs> Maybe this will work. <laughs> I've um I've mentioned in some of my previous podcast episodes that we are expecting high school students. Normally, most high school students apply to college in their junior year. Right. So we're expecting 16 and 17 year old kids to have experienced life enough to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Right. And I think that's absolutely absurd. <laughs> right. So I feel like we've all been there where we're just like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but this right. sounds good. And I'll probably exactly. be good at it. <laughs> you have <laughs> to hurry up and make a decision. So you just, you just get something real quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so you came to the conclusion that you wanted to be a psych major um, what was your process like picking the schools that you were going to go to? Did you have an idea of where you wanted to go or did you kind of struggle to figure out where you fit in? So I, at the time, um, didn't want to go far because I am a punk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, um, I had a lot of anxiety about leaving home. Honestly, um, I'm a homebody. I don't, I don't like to go off places and that that scared me and intimidated me um so of course um at the time Adam my brother was going to app mom had gone to app I was familiar with Boone enough that I felt comfortable living there even though it was a whole hour and a half away and that was yeah. just real far um <laughs> and then Blair a friend of mine went to Gardner Webb which was only 45 minutes away and psychology everybody has psychology so so once you're doing your bachelor's degree and it's just, it's so general mm -hmm. um, and kind of generic that everybody has a psychology degree because you don't really specify anything until right. you go for your master's and whatnot. So, um, so I went, and then of course I went to go visit UNC Charlotte. Um, I'm pretty sure those are the only three schools that I applied to. <laughs> and um, I got into all three, but I really wanted to go to Gardner Webb. Blair was there. Um, wasn't that far away. It was a smaller campus. And so um, I was more excited about there than anywhere else. Um, not necessarily specifically because of my major, just because it was more of a comfort to me, I guess, right. being scared of leaving home. Um, so as soon as I found out I got into Gardner Webb, I was like, okay, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's good to have like a generic major like that. Right. If if you want to have more options as to where exactly. you want to go, because you could literally go anywhere in the country and get exactly. the same, pretty much the same education. So, right. Um, so I think that's, that's a cool thing about like picking broad majors like that is because you can yeah. really choose a college that fits best with you and the lifestyle right. that you want to have. So um, and that I, way, you're right. You have more options. And also too, if, 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 you know, and that's another thing about, you know, college and careers and whatnot, but you know, somebody might not be good at schoolwork, but they might be good in their field. So the good other good thing about everybody having a psychology degree is you don't have to hold out for that big school that has all these grade requirements. You know, if you don't have right. the best grades, you still have plenty of options mm -hmm. if you keep it kind of general like that. Yeah. So did you keep up with the same major? Did you ever think that you wanted to change your major? Like how between the time that you started school and graduation, how was that for you as far as staying on track with the major that you originally came in with? 
So I honestly never wavered from that. Um, I was pretty much just dead set on being a psychology major at that time. Um, it did come after graduation, um, which I'm sure you have questions for that as well. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But, um, but but my four, well, three and a half years at Gardner-Webb, um, I did not, I did not question my, um, my path at all. Good. Yeah. And I definitely think you had a good foundation too, because you already knew it was something you were interested in, whether right. or not, like, cause there's a variety of things you can go into with a psych degree. So right. it's kind of a good, like blanket major. Like if, if you want to possibly pursue multiple avenues in that career field, you can right. um, with just that bachelor's degree. Yeah. So you made it to graduation. What was next for you in that moment? So for me, wanting to specifically, obviously psychology, when you get a four-year in psychology, it can be age range, different age ranges. It can be different, you know, it could be criminal psychology. It could be social psychology, sports psychology. I mean, there's millions of, of places that you can work in, but with me, um, you know, wanting to work with kids on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum, um, I needed to find a program that I would come out of with a master's that was specifically geared towards that. Um, just for me, because I didn't, I definitely knew I didn't want to work with adults. Um, I didn't necessarily have to work with kids on the spectrum, but I did want to work with kids. Um, and so I looked at some places um, and UNC Wilmington was one of the only places um, again, sort of close to here, <laughs> um, that had like a, a specific tract. They had a small cohort, um, that went through their master's, um, I, I guess it was a clinical psychology degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a specific tract for spec for, for, um, specializing with, with people on the spectrum. And the problem with that is, is that the cohort was a lot smaller than most cohorts in master's programs, which means it was more competitive. Mm -hmm. um, I had like a 4.0 in my um, psychology classes. Mm -hmm. In my non-major specific classes, my gen ed classes, I did not have a good um, GPA. So I, I think my overall GPA was only like a 3.2, which is not good at all. And so I didn't get in, I didn't yeah. get in to where I wanted to go. And there were all of these other places, Jody, um, there were all of these other places that, um, you know, I could have gotten a clinical psychology. I could have gotten a school psychology. I could have gotten all these things, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to do anything else within psychology, unless it had to be working with kids at least. Right. And so I was very discouraged, um, when I didn't get in, um, I did look around at a couple of other places, but it just seemed too generic too too general for me. I wanted something a little bit more specific and, um, and it just, it discouraged me and I just didn't end up going and getting my master's. I had to get a big girl job so I could pay some bills. <laughs> and that was just about it with that dream. <laughs> Those student loans started uh, rolling, didn't right. they? Okay. So how did your postgraduate life actually turn out? Like you didn't get into your dream school, your dream master's degree. So what did you decide to do at that point? So my mother was working at a company um, in 
the accounting department. Um, she just kind of did some admin work, some accounting work, some payroll. So really what my plan was, um, was to start working there just to kind of work there for a little while until I figured out what I wanted to do. Um, and then that just, I didn't really start looking about what I wanted to do. That just, that made money. And I was like, sure. So I started working there part-time and I was still working part-time in retail. And then um, they offered me a full-time position and it was still hourly, but it was full-time. Um, it was my first big girl job. Um, so I started working there. And then shortly after that, it was a company that was trying to reconstruct because they had, it was financial advisors. They did trades and things. Mm -hmm. And the people that owned them before were doing illegal activity and got arrested. So they were trying to <laughs> reconstruct this company. And so the staff was really small and they really were just kind of desperate for employees. I obviously had zero um, experience in accounting. So they were just, they had a body there and they were just teaching me and going at it. So um, not long after they offered me a full full-time position, they actually offered me a salary position with benefits, things like that. And so at that time I was looking to move out. Um, and so I just, the thought of going back to school just wasn't even, it just wasn't even in my mind anymore. And to be completely right. honest, like I said, that was, that was a passion of mine. I, I would still like to somehow volunteer with, with people on the autism spectrum and, and still help people. Um, I think getting a psychology degree was beneficial for me. Just it made me who I am as a person kind of understand people better. So I'm not saying that it was a total um, waste of time, but, right. um, but once I got out into the real world, it was like all the extra schooling, all of the, the time that I would have had to put in and then still, you know, two or three years later, having to find a job, um, it just was no longer worth it to me. I know that sounds bad, but I don't know if it was just that I wasn't, it was a passion of mine, but I wasn't passionate enough to make it a career. Right. Um, so once I started working in accounting, I liked accounting. I picked it up pretty quickly, um, started doing some payroll. Um, like I said, they had offered me that salary position. They had offered me a couple promotions, um, over the next like year or two, um, then the company kind of wasn't doing very well. So um, we were all kind of looking for jobs, but mom got a job quicker than anybody else. She was doing payroll. I was doing all the accounting. So then at that point I took on her role as well. So I was doing all the payroll, all of the accounting for this company. Um, and then they actually eventually shut down, um, started working from home. And then I got my job in Hickory and I just kind of continued with the payroll and accounting. Um, okay. just cause I was good at it. It was easy and it made money. So, so my question about that first accounting and payroll job that you had, did that job just out of curiosity, did it require you to have some sort of college degree or would they have accepted high school, but preferred college? Honestly, I don't know just because, um, I feel like that was different circumstances just because the company was like trying to reconstruct and they were a little bit mm -hmm. desperate, but I'm not really sure because I used my connection of, of my mother working there, right. You know, to get the job. So I feel like what I was originally hired for, um, I feel like, you know, cause it was just, you know, copies and mailing stuff and stuff in envelopes, you know, things like that. I feel like they wouldn't have required a college degree for that. 
Um, once I got into the accounting, I feel like if they would have just straight out of the, out, out the gate hired from the outside uh, a entry level accounting position, I feel like they probably would have required some sort of four year degree. They right. probably would have even required a four year degree in some sort of finance major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but again, they were desperate um, because I could have just as well not had a college degree because that's how little I knew about accounting, um, you know, at that time. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's hard to say just because it was kind of different circumstances. Yeah. And I don't think you mentioned it, but they, or you may have, I might've missed it, but they paid for you to take accounting classes, correct? Yes, they did. Um, I had originally looked into getting my master's in accounting, um, the UNC Charlotte actually had a program where you could come in without a finance undergrad degree. So you oh. could have a nursing degree, a degree in psychology, you could have in whatever, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could be an x-ray technician and, um, you know, you could do whatever and you could just come in, but you had to have a four-year degree of some sort to get into this master's program. It just didn't have to be in finance. So I took accounting 101 just because that was the that would have helped me get a base baseline of knowledge for accounting. Mm -hmm. um, but then to also kind of see if that's something I wanted to pursue a master's in. Um, after I did that class, I was like, mm, nope, <laughs> no, thank you. And they didn't require me, obviously, but they were going to be willing to pay for it had I wanted to pursue. But that's just not, that wasn't my passion either. Um, and it still wasn't, you know, even though I continued to work there, I just knew I didn't want to do uh, master's, you know, in that did right. not interest me in the slightest. <laughs> so did you feel like you were happy with the career field that you ended up in? Definitely not. I liked it. It wasn't to say that I absolutely hated it. Um, I really did like it. I did. I really liked payroll, honestly, more than accounting. I got into more payroll once I moved to um, the position in Hickory mm -hmm. um, at the, it was a glue manufacturing company and he actually owned, I think he owned six companies and I did payroll for five of those. Um, I really liked the payroll part, especially because, especially when we, we, we did like um, insurance enrollment every year, I was able to go and talk to the employees about their insurance and help them pick the best one possible. And these were employees that worked out in the warehouse, um, probably only making like $12 an hour. So there, there were people that needed help. There were people out there that couldn't understand what the insurance meant. There were people who quite frankly, couldn't read or write sometimes, um, couldn't speak English. Um, I'm don't know near as much Spanish as you do, but I, I tried my best. So like that, I really, really liked because I was able to help people. You know, if somebody had a question about their paycheck, they'd come to my office and I would explain it to them and they'd get all upset when they came in my office and I'd tell them, you know, this is what's happening. You know, you're it's two weeks in arrears. You know, you're going to get paid for that, blah, blah, blah. And so I did. It's not that I absolutely hated it. Um, that's it was just never it was just I punched a clock and made some money. It was never something that I felt fulfilled in, I guess. Right. All right. So I know your story, obviously, but most of my listeners probably don't know what happened next. <laughs> so tell me about what happened when the pandemic started. Hmm. So pandemic obviously started like kind of like beginning kind of spring of 2020. Um, and it was actually June 2nd of 2020. I got let go 
um, from the position that I was at in Hickory at the glue manufacturing company um, during the pandemic. Um, But prior to that, about a week prior to me getting let go, I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, okay, cool. People can't not hire me because I'm pregnant because that's illegal. So I'm just going to go get me a job. Tell them that I'm pregnant. Tell them I'm due in January. Um, you know, I'll work somewhere. I'll do maternity leave. I'll just find something. And what I was actually looking for were local positions. I actually had an interview. I had a phone interview scheduled for, it was one of the elementary schools in Gaston County. And I was going to be like a finance and benefits administrator. And so I was kind of excited about that. I was going to be in a school setting. So I'd see all these kids and mom being a teacher, you know, I was used to that. And so I was pretty excited about that. So I had, I had an interview, a call, excuse me, a phone interview set up with this lady and, uh, (laughs) probably like three or four days prior to the phone interview, I had to call her because I had found out that I was having triplets and, I was like, you know what? First of all, not only is there no way I'm going to be able to work when they're born, (laughs) but there's no way I'm going to be able to have a full-time 40-hour week job and be pregnant with triplets. Like there's just no way. Um, So at that point, I called the lady a few days before our interview and I said, I appreciate your time, you know, but this is what happened. So I don't think I'm going to be able to work that job anymore. Um. And so, yeah, so that was uh, pretty much, um, I was pretty much forced into a stay-at-home mom position, even though that was always a dream of mine, you know, didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, but, um, but yeah, so I didn't really have any options after that. (laughs) (laughs) The list of options was very small at that point. (laughs) I can only imagine like what her response was like, cause that is so totally not a normal thing that happens on a daily basis. (laughs) She was cause, cause I told her, um, I don't know if she had called me and just like to ask me a few questions about my application before we set up the phone interview. Um, and I was honest with her. I told her I was pregnant you know, just so she would know ahead of time. And when I called her, she was like, "Uh, oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think you will be able to work. You know, she was like, um, congratulations. Like, I'm not really sure what to say here. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. That was probably a once in a lifetime phone call for her. (laughs) (laughs) I know just thinking about all the reaction videos you've ever posted, like everyone's like, Right. Are you okay with this? Right. Should we celebrate or are we scared? Exactly. <laughs> are we terrified? <laughs> For real. Okay. So I know you work a little bit now. So what is it that you do now? So just keeping with what I pretty much have most of my experience in, it's just an, an administrative assistant. Um, I do. It's really funny. So um, it's a HOA office. Again, my mom hooked me up with a job. Um, so... <laughs> Um, But it's a group of, at the time, it was four ladies that ran the HOA Homeowners Association for a huge neighborhood in Lake Wiley. And um, mom actually was the finance and benefits administrator. And they had to let go. They ended up letting go their GM. And then another lady was promoted. And they all kind of got promoted. And then so they needed just a normal everyday admin assistant. Um, They knew that I couldn't help them quite as, as much as I they needed. 
Um, but they had another friend of theirs that also didn't want a full-time job that just wanted a part-time job. So we job share. Um, so there's two of us, basically she works probably, she works like 30 hours a week, 20 to 30. And I work like 10, eight to 10. And so what's funny is all of the ladies in there, um, three of them are our parents age. And one of them is like in her forties with kids in high school. And so I'm the IT person because I, a 30 year old (laughs) know this much more about computers than they do. (laughs) Um, So I do, I run the website. um, Anytime that they have like announcements that go out or any events, like they do a lot of social events within the neighborhood. I put stuff up to promote those. Um, And then really other than that, I just do what they don't want to do, which I'm totally fine with, because as long as it's not changing diapers, I'm fine. Um, (laughs) So I'll do, um, I do a lot of spreadsheet, like data entry, um, work orders for, um, you know, people, we, they own their own mailboxes, but we fix them because we have, they have to look a certain way and whatnot. So people call in and say, you know, they need approval for a tree to be removed in their yard or, you know, things like that. So I'll take those requests as well. Most of it's just filing and um, just general admin work. So, but I, I like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If it's just monotonous, I don't have to use my brain and it's just typing in (laughs) stuff into a spreadsheet. I'm all for that. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I, I like your story specifically because it um, only reinforces my belief is that networking is more important than any degree you'll ever have. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I definitely think knowing the right people will get you in a situation where you may feel like you're underqualified, but absolutely. That's okay. Cause you're still there anyway. (laughs) You can still find a way to get there. Um, and just, just somebody just finding something that works with the crazy schedule that I have and, and being flexible on, what little bit I can work and what few days I can work and oh crap, I can't work this day or, you know, oh crap, the kids are sick. So yeah, Yeah. that's, it's, it's very important to know somebody. (laughs) Right. And it's just, it's very important for anyone to figure out um, and to find a job that is going to line up with their lifestyle. So, um, so that's good. (laughs) I'm glad you uh, found something that works and still have balance with being able to have your triplet girls at yeah. home. <laughs> and I will say a stay-at-home mom is a career too. And I really do. I, I genuinely believe that this is probably, well, it hundred percent is the most fulfilling job I've ever had. Um, and I definitely think that I was, that this was what I was supposed to do. Um, I never truly felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do. Even when I was taking psychology courses in school, I was super passionate about it, super interested in it. Um, I didn't know though, that that was going to be like a super passionate, fulfilling career for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course, in accounting and payroll, I never felt like that. (laughs) This is the only career I've had that I felt like that. Um, So maybe moving forward when I start back, working again. I've, I've talked about, you know, maybe opening up a maternity consignment shop. Um, I don't know, maybe somehow some shape or form I'll work with kids. Um, not really sure, but, um, but yeah, this, this is kind of the first career job occupation, whatever you want to call it, that I truly felt like I fit into that. It was 
something that I was really meant to do. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you had to go back and do anything over again, which I know everything happens for a reason and it brought you where you are here today. So we normally don't have any regrets, but if you had to go back and do anything over again, what would that be? I probably would have, especially with, I had more anxiety moving far away the first year or two, but then once I got my groove going in college, I, it wasn't about that anymore. I really, really, really wish that I would have taken two years of gen ed classes at Gaston while working and staying at home. Um, That would have saved money. That would have got my gen ed out of the way. So you don't have to pick a major or anything like that. Go ahead and get those requirements out of the way. And then after that, you know, maybe through working and volunteering at certain places and just giving your time, giving yourself time to grow into a person, into an adult. Um, I definitely feel like um, I'm going to encourage that with my kids, um, whether it's a trade school or not. But even if it's four year, even if you want to go be a doctor somewhere, just take the two years, volunteer, try to figure out what your likes, dislikes are, have 10 different jobs in one year just to see what you're good at, what you like, you know, what, what makes, makes you want to get up and go to work in the morning, you know? And so I definitely wish I would have done that. I may still have pursued psychology and by doing that and learning myself and and being able to grow more before I went to college, maybe I would have actually pursued it all the way through to a master's, to a doctor. It maybe had my own practice, which was kind of the big idea dream of mine, um, you know, back in high school. So I I definitely wish I would have done that. Um, Other than that, I, I really liked having my psychology degree. I was, I loved going to all of my classes. I was super passionate about my classes. That's why I had a 4.0 in those classes and not my gen ed classes. (laughs) Um, you know, but, but like I said, an interesting topic to you, something you like learning about doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that you're meant to do. Um, so I think that probably would be the biggest thing. And I feel like by doing that, that would have kind of set the ball rolling for other things. Like, for example, I probably wouldn't have picked Gardner-Webb. I probably would have had a much better college experience somewhere else. Um, and maybe if I'd stayed home those two years and kind of grown into myself as a person, I would have been more likely and not as scared of going somewhere far away. And I would have gone to the typical university and I would have gotten kind of a better college experience. Um mm-hmm. Cause at Gardner Webb, there was nothing to do. And so that probably, that probably would have been the base, the the biggest thing that I would have changed. Yeah. I, I, definitely um, think that, I definitely think that there's a learning curve in college where you grow into yourself as an adult living on your own for the first time, things like that. Um, but at that point it's, it's too expensive to change a lot of times to change career paths and to change majors um, and so I feel like if you just kind of give yourself a couple of years, just take some gen ed classes at Gaston, learn yourself, and then then you go into that next phase, um, making a better decision and being more sure of what you want to do instead of just kind of picking something because you have to real quick. Yes, I agree with that. And for those of you listening who may not be local, she said she wish she would have gone to Gaston, which is our community college. Yeah here. Um, I referenced this same thought process in my previous podcast episode called When Should I Go to College? Um, I talked about how, like I said, 16 and 17, even 18, 
just because you're a legal adult doesn't mean you've experienced life by any means, especially because people are just becoming legal adults at 18. So they quite literally have never had the experience to be able to live on their own. Like most people are in somebody's house with their parents, you know, whatever it may be. Most kids are still in college or sorry, still in high school when they're 16, 17 and 18. And so the only thing they really tend to know is like school (laughs) and what they've learned through school and whatever opportunities they've been given through school um, for the majority of people. Um, So I definitely agree with you. And I encourage people who maybe feel like they have absolutely no idea what they're interested in to like try new things, go take a salsa lesson, go take a cooking class, like do something, go experience nature, go shadow some jobs or something to where you're going to branch out. And eventually you'll figure out what really resonates and aligns with you. And then you can figure out what you want to do from there. So I think that's good advice. Definitely. I I've never understood the rush and the pressure that is placed on high school students to hurry up and figure it out because the majority of the cases are that people that young have not experienced life on their own for themselves at that point. Um, So there's, there's a lot of learning, especially in college about who you really are. You really get to know who you are. That's a a very critical time period for young adults. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So do you have any other college or career related advice that you would want to give to the listeners today? Um, I feel like other than that, you know, taking more time to, to learn yourself. Um, I think too, like there are some people who absolutely know what they want to do. And in those cases, go straight into college because you have to, you know, especially if you're going to be a doctor or, and you need to go, you know, for a fact, you need a biology uh, undergrad and then you're going to go to pre-med and then so on and so forth, you know, but if, if you're not sure, don't feel rushed, don't feel pressured. You literally have your entire life ahead of you, you know, ahead of you. People switch my brother. He just completely switched careers. And I'm sure you may be possibly interviewing him if he's, if he's willing to do that. Yeah. If he's willing, um, I'm, I'll try to talk. Him if he's it. willing, um, <laughs> he was not working in his field. And then he did a career change at the age of 31. He did a career change this year. And, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. You can go back to college whenever you want. Um, I'm not saying take a year off and just do nothing. You know, you need to do something to engage yourself in different, different things, different jobs. Like you said, just be in nature. You might decide you like being a, um, a game warden or, or those, uh, like a park ranger, you know, you might decide you like doing something like that. Um, and then also, you know, college shapes who you are. Um, it's, it makes people well, much more well-rounded. I definitely think I'm better for going to college, regardless that, you know, regardless of the fact that, um, you know, my actual degree doesn't necessarily mean anything um, (laughs) for what I'm doing, but I definitely think that it made me a more well-rounded person. So it's definitely not saying not go to college, but absolutely just take the decision and just slow down, you know, just don't rush into a decision um, and just don't feel pressured and just take your time. Make sure 
you know, that that's something that you're really interested in. And if you go get a four-year degree in something random like psychology, a lot of a lot of jobs, that's not to say that I would have a hard time getting jobs. I mean, I got a ton of jobs in accounting and payroll with a psychology degree. So, um, you know, it's not the end of the world if you waste your time, just like I said, because I'm, I think I'm better for it. Um, but just, just don't rush into it. Just take your time, learn yourself, really, really kind of be in tune with yourself and try to figure out, um, you know, what you want to do. And if that takes three, four, five, six, seven years, it is what it is. You know, it's a work, everybody's a work in progress, you know, so just take your time. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Everyone's timeline is different and yeah, just because, and I feel like just because you slow down um, in order to make your decision doesn't mean you're going to be set back at all because you were careful and you took the time to really evaluate what it is that brings you joy and fulfillment. And so you're less likely to end up in a job where you feel like you have to make a career change. Exactly. um, So I feel like a lot of people look down on taking time off or, not right. knowing what you're going to do upon graduation. But well, they always like, say, if you take time off, you won't go back. So you better go now. Yeah, That, that doesn't, <laughs> I mean, that kind of sort of rang true with me a little bit, but it yeah. wasn't necessarily that I intentionally took time off. It's just that I didn't get in where I wanted to get in. Right. Um, and then I changed my mind, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, I graduated earlier than most of my friends, but they are further ahead of me in their careers and I graduated earlier. So that doesn't, everybody's timing is different and doesn't mean anything. So you should do what's best for you, regardless of what teachers and parents and, you know, you just try to do what's best for you. Yes, absolutely. All right. So one last question Um, with my interviews, I want to ask this question as like a wrap up. Um, kind of lighten it because sometimes these topics can get really serious. Right. But um, <laughs> so when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? And how does that compare to where you are now? So I actually have a funny story. I don't know. I asked my mom and my dad the other, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, was there anything that I used to say? And they were like, I don't, I don't really remember, you know, I don't really think so. Um, so it wasn't until I started babysitting those, those boys that were so precious to me, which I was like 14 or 15, which I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a child psychologist. But when I was really little, I don't really know that I had an answer, but something that's really funny. My brother was really, really, he is really, really smart, but he was one of those weird kids that just developed way sooner than <laughs> others. And he, he was out where two and a half years apart, I'm not really sure how old he was when he said this, maybe four um, and you would say, Adam, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he would say, I want to be a paleontologist. And I mean, he'd say that at like the age of two or three, like he's just now talking and all of a sudden he blurts out the word paleontologist. <laughs> and uh, they said, what do you want Lauren to be when she grows up? And he said, a garbage truck driver. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, bro. Got high hopes for me there. So, um, so that's always a funny story. I like to tell Adam wanted me to be a garbage truck driver, but um, <laughs> But I just don't, I don't remember ever really, and that's kind of another thing too. It's like some people, I mean, obviously Adam didn't end up up being a paleontologist, but you know, some kids know they're like, I've wanted to be a nurse since I was five. You know, that just wasn't me. I I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
like for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I didn't end up being a garbage truck driver. <laughs> well, not yet. There's still time. That's true. Still time. It's not, and you know what's funny about that though? Adam's the one with the CDL. Yeah. Adam <laughs> literally could be a garbage truck driver right now if he wanted to be. <laughs> well, maybe you should go so, be a paleontologist. <laughs> exactly. He was projecting. He wanted to be a garbage truck driver, but he want, he was projecting it on me when we were little. That's what it was. It's that it's that sibling competition. Like your exactly. sibling can't be better than you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There All right. Go. Well, thank you so much for this interview today. It was very insightful and very inspiring. Hopefully to those who maybe have a similar story to you. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Hearing Lauren's story today was a reminder that everything that's meant to be will fall right into place. If you enjoyed hearing from her today and would like to connect with her or just simply want to follow her journey as a stay-at-home mom of multiples, you can find her on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Three Little Pigs. That is T-H-E, the number three, L-I-T-T-L-E-P-I-G-G-S. And that really tested my spelling skills. Thanks for listening. Be safe and let's hang out again soon. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you can edit this part, can't you? Yeah. Okay, I think Jody needs to go outside. Okay. She's literally she's barking <laughs> at me.